Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. I have the best Valentine's Day gift for you, and it's so much better than chocolate or flowers or even jewelry. This is three days live with me. I'm going to give you the best coaching and help you move towards secure attachment. Don't miss this. This is the three-day Move to Secure Attachment Challenge. I only do these a couple times a year, and I just thought, hey, it's Valentine's Day. I know a lot of people might be struggling or they're feeling super stuck, and I wanna help. So make sure you register. We do have limited spots. Last time we completely filled up. So grab your spot so you can spend three days live with me. Yes, if you can't make it live, the replay will be sent to you. However, it's so much more fun when you're live and I can answer your specific questions. So I want you to do everything you can to block off this time and be here with me on February 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's happening at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. Grab your spot using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Are you all ready for this? This is part two of the date intentionally, how to stop going too fast in the early stages of dating. I should also add how to also stop going so slow Um, so many people don't know the term relationship pacing though. So I took it out of the title. Anyways, here we are part two. And if you love part one, you're going to love this episode. I am really thrilled to talk to you about three important concepts. We've got the emotional investment pool, reality testing, and secure attachment versus compatibility. So very important things to consider in the early stages. And of course, as you all know, I made this announcement. I'm hosting the three-day Move to Secure Attachment Challenge. If you are not there, you're missing out. I love going live with you all. Last time we did this, oh my gosh, we had hundreds of people there. Um, Over 800 people signed up hundreds of you came live. It was a whole experience and it was probably one of the best events that I have. Well, I'm just going to say it. It was the best event I've ever hosted. And I could feel the energy of you all, even on Zoom. So basically don't miss it. This is real life-changing stuff that we're going to go over in three days And it can really be a catalyst to get you going in the right direction. So sign up. 
I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Make sure you grab your spot. We do have a limit on how many people can come live. So you'll, you'll want to make sure that you sign up because at some point we'll have to cap it. That's what we had to do last time. All right, y'all. Today's episode, let's get into it. Emotional investment pool. I think about this as a pool, like an actual swimming pool, okay? And I don't know why my brain does these things, but I imagine it being like this beautiful, like luxury pool and it's like pink and purple and very like vibey. And as you're getting to know someone, you are deciding how far am I going in this pool? Do I know how to swim in the deep end? Is there enough secure attachment? Has the vulnerability been earned that I can go in the nine feet, right? Remember when you were a kid and you really, you had to have your little floaties on and you couldn't go past the four feet sign, right? When we're investing in relationships, it's kind of like that. We're back to, we've got our floaties on, we're in the beginning stages of the pool and we're trying to figure out, do we go to the deep end? And what happens in every single relationship is you and your partner are in different parts of the pool. So you're starting to get to know each other. You may have someone who's in the three feet and then you've got someone who's standing on the side and they don't want to get their hair wet, okay? They're just dipping their their feet in today. They're not going to get in the pool emotionally. So what's important is knowing that People are going to invest in a relationship emotionally at different speeds. And what's more important than being on the exact same page is knowing where each other are at in the pool. So if I am ready to go to the deep end and I really want that person, I'm ready to find my person and I want to take my time and get to know someone. And at the same time, I know, hey, I'm ready to find my life partner. I've worked on myself. I'm emotionally available, right? And then I'm with someone where they don't want to get in the pool. They're just dipping their toe in. They're they're just kind of having fun. And that's where they're at currently. They're dating other people and they just want to have fun, right? It's really important that I know that. And this is why define the relationship conversations are so key in the early stages. And what I think is really important is realizing that you can be in different parts of the emotional investment pool and decide that that's okay for a period of time. So if I'm in the four feet and the other person is dipping their toe in, I get to say, well, hey, I'm okay with that for a month or two, you know, while we're still getting to know each other. Or I, I get to really feel where I'm at and I get to say like, hey, no, I, I don't have enough data. I don't have enough evidence <laughs> to support that you are gonna come meet me where I'm at. 
and I'm not, I'm not willing to invest anymore and I'm going to get out of the pool. Okay. So this is a important metaphor when understanding those concepts that people go at different paces. You can be in different parts of the pool and that the most important thing is that you know where each other are at and that happens through open, honest, direct communication. Now, if you have someone who's in the two foot and then you got somebody else who's over in the nine foot, I can tell you that's likely an anxious avoidant dynamic. Yes, the anxiously attached person's in the nine foot and the avoidance in the two and That can be really challenging when it's that extreme, when the investment is so off, right? Whichever side of it you're on, whether it's the avoidantly attached or the anxiously attached person, or you could be secure and the other person is really anxious, right? Whatever the dynamic is, if you're really off on your investment, it can be hard to come back from that. So typically... It's going to be better if you're kind of in the same general area, like the four foot and the six foot deep, you know, kind of want to be in the same general area. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible to come back from the investment being really mismatched. It would just take a lot of open, honest communication, a lot of boundaries around pacing, and you can really learn how to get closer to the same place. But I think that's actually why a lot of relationships don't work. A couple months in, three months in, you're realizing, hey, we're just in very different places, right? So I hope this metaphor is useful to you. And I want you to think of your own emotional investment pool. What, is it, what does it look like for you? Um, and try, try that out in your early stages, The next thing I really need to talk to you all about is reality testing. I've done whole episodes on this topic, and it is one of the most important skills in early stages of dating. It is just like what the title says, making sure that you're in reality, testing the reality to see, wow, what is real and what is my old wounds, what's my story I'm telling myself, my attachment patterns coming out, right? Like what is real? What are the facts about this relationship versus what is the story I'm telling myself? And to do reality testing, you have to slow down When you find yourself going either in an anxious attachment spiral or an avoidant attachment spiral, it's really about saying, hey, can I breathe? Can I ask myself, what are the facts about this relationship so far? Is it that, hey, I've been on three dates with this person. I know a little bit about them. I'm enjoying my time with them. And the reality is I have so much still that I need to get to know about this person. And maybe I can catch myself and say, whoa, I am way over investing 
for how much I know about this person. I need to rein it back and make sure that I am intentionally investing in this relationship, right? I want to have built the secure train tracks that support the train staying on the track, right? From last episode, being able to say, hey, I deserve to invest intentionally and have secure attachment that supports the investment. So reality testing is really helpful because so many of us, we are getting in our heads, we're catastrophizing, we're predicting how things are going to go. We're running scenarios that we have no evidence of. Our brains are on overtime, right? Either we're predicting how the relationship's going to end or we're, we're predicting how this relationship's going to really make make us lose ourselves and take our independence, right? If I'm more avoidantly attached, there's all these stories we can start to tell ourselves and we need to bring ourselves back to the reality. So go back and find the episode I have on reality testing. If that's something you want a deeper dive on, I believe I walk you through the exact way to do it. But in a nutshell, it's really just being the love scientist, looking at the facts, being honest about what has happened, what do I know about this person, and, and what do I still have to learn? Okay, um, I want to move on. I've got one more super important piece for you guys, and this is the difference between secure attachment and compatibility. Oh, man. I really wish that I had known this earlier. And it's funny, it's actually only in the last couple of years that I've really gotten clear on this framework as I've seen it play out in hundreds of people and myself included. So I like to think about dating as having levels and there is the attachment level And then there's the compatibility level. A lot of us, especially if we've experienced childhood trauma or relational trauma, we have things we're working on, we get stuck at level one, which is the attachment level. In this part of dating, you're just trying to determine, can I build a securely attached connection with this person? And this is where you're saying, hey, is the communication consistent? Do I know that they're going to do what they say they're going to do? Am I able to regulate my emotions so that I can feel emotionally safe with this person? Am I showing up as my authentic self? All of these questions related to secure attachment, right? And if we cannot build secure attachment we will really struggle with the compatibility level. And the interesting thing is, is that we may even use pieces from compatibility as a way to analyze attachment. Oh, it's such a mess, isn't it? When you think about it, to give you an example, right? If I am dating someone. This is the classic example. I've told you guys this story. 
I wonder if he ever listens to this podcast. This is true story. Someone I dated in San Diego. Um, when I was in a really disorganized place and really going through it still, I dated this incredible guy, tall, handsome, very emotionally available, great communicator, very secure, incredibly thoughtful, right? And I broke up with him because he liked baseball and I didn't want to go to baseball games is what I told myself. And I broke up with him and guess what? It was actually my disorganized attachment rearing its ugly head, pushing away someone who was good for me and grabbing onto anything that I could from the compatibility place to push this person away. And it's fascinating to me how often I hear this from people and you all know whether it's you or you have that friend, okay? And you're like, oh my gosh, but that was a really great guy and you broke up with him because he likes country music? Or dang, that was a really great girl and you you broke up with her because she loves to travel? Like, okay, we all have heard those stories or we have those experiences where someone used a compatibility piece to end a relationship that actually was struggling on an attachment level. I hope I'm not getting too nerdy for you, but I know there's a lot of attachment theory nerds out there. So you are relating to this. And my takeaway for you is this. You get to focus on building secure attachment And you showing up as your securely attached self as much as possible, moving yourself to secure attachment. And then when you are in that place, you get to make really great decisions about compatibility. You will have a much more accurate idea of, am I compatible with this person or not? Because the secure attachment is built. However, if you're stuck in that attachment level, compatibility gets really hard to figure out. And I'll tell you this, the compatibility level is a lot more fun to be at. So once you get secure attachment down and you know how to set boundaries and communicate, and you have high self-worth, your worth is not connected to someone choosing you, then you get to play at the compatibility and values and alignment level, right? Where you really are experiencing these different relationships and they're healthy and they feel good and they're easy. And you're getting to say, well, hey, who fits with me the best in a long-term relationship where I'm really building something intentionally with someone who has the values that I have And who wants to build the same kind of relationship that I want to build? It's just a much more fun place to be in your dating life. So secure attachment versus compatibility, two different things that people oftentimes confuse. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And of course, I want to encourage you if you're ready to do the work on yourself and you know 
hey, I need to take ownership of how I'm showing up. I don't want to keep sabotaging my relationships. I don't want to be the common denominator in why things don't work out. I want to know that I'm moving forward, I'm healing, and I can have the kind of relationship that I really want. If that's you, I want to encourage you. You can apply to the Empowered Secure Loved program using the link in the show notes. And this is a really easy application process. The app itself takes five minutes. So don't put this off. It's so easy to procrastinate and say, oh, I'll do it when. I want you to know you deserve to prioritize this. You deserve to have healthy relationships and an easy, fun dating life. So take the time, apply today using the link in the show notes. That concludes our two-part Date Intentionally series. I hope you got a lot out of it. Make sure you share it with someone. If you have someone who you care about who really needs support during those early stages of dating or they're preparing to get back out there, this will give them the confidence that they need. So make sure you share this with someone who needs it. And of course, as always, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.